Hello, listeners. This is CEO Coach Liam Krismer. Welcome to the magazine edition of CEO Matters. This is my short-form podcast where I discuss a number of topics that I call Pages. It's an audio newsletter where you can pick up leadership styles, well-being and personal growth tips, book reviews, quotes, and whatever else I think might help you live and lead better. The point is to serve up news you can use without all the fluff. So let's get to the pages. Welcome to episode one of the CEO Matters podcast magazine edition. I'm your host, Liam Krismer. My objective is to provide you with the highest nutritional content, ROI, to help you elevate your life and your business to a higher level. In this magazine edition, we'll cover a number of topics in a news-you-can-use audio newsletter format to inform and inspire you to live and lead better. Let's get started. Today, we've got seven pages. Page one, CEO Spotlight. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Ten years ago, we lost an icon. We lost our creative soul. We lost the man who would annually wrap up the Apple product conference with, oh, and one more thing, and then completely blow our minds. On October 5th, 2011, we lost Steve Jobs to a rare form of pancreatic cancer. We could argue whether Apple is better or worse today without him, but that's not the point. The point is that we lost the mind that challenged us to think different. He presided over the marriage of technological marvel and ease of use. More than the innovation and industry-changing products Steve Jobs inspired, he brought awe into the realm of business, introducing products and services that caused us to say, oh, wow, isn't it fitting that Steve Jobs' last words were, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. Let's remember Jobs by vowing to think different. On to page two. Here's a thought of mine. Jason made me curious. Jason Hawks is a smart guy and is the architect of my LinkedIn campaigns. We recently had a conversation and he told me that he uses his neuroscience background to leave people curious. His logic is that when we are curious, we pay more attention and we are drawn to the subject to find out what we might be missing. We call that FOMO. Make me curious. Make me think, hmm, maybe he's right. Movie trailers make me curious, and then I want to come back and see the whole movie. The daily special at our favorite restaurant, we're curious, so we inquire. Sometimes we even ask if there are any daily specials. I'm such a sucker for subscription boxes. Generally, you know what's coming, but not exactly. We can't wait to open the box. Once I subscribed to a bacon box with five different kinds of bacon each month. I wonder what happened to that box. Oh, well. Think of the ending scene in our favorite TV series that keeps us coming back for more. Seriously, in Blacklist, is Raymond Reddington ever going to get rubbed out? The point is not to tell them everything. Malcolm Gladwell explained that sometimes in his writing, he leaves his reader dangling to to find out what the point of the story is for themselves. Leave them curious. Give them just enough to encourage them to say, tell me more. Page three. 
one well-being tip from me. In this edition, it's microsteps. You know, sometimes the easiest lessons are the hardest to learn. Huh? What? One step and then the next. Baby steps. The law of compound interest. Small gains made consistently on a, on a daily basis or a weekly basis add up to big gains. We know this stuff. And yet, we often take on way too much or expect things to change overnight. We end up frustrated, angry, angry, and we often give up. That's when we allow the fixed mindset to creep in and we lose our power, our power to change, our power to create the life and the business we have imagined. I would love to start my days at 4 a.m. I know that sounds way crazy. However, the thought of having an hour head start on all those 5 a.m. club members energizes me. But I'm not there yet. I'm working to consistently get out the door before 6.30, then 6.15, then 6 a.m. Our life is essentially the sum of our habits. Change your habits, change your life. The problem is that we usually have unrealistic expectations. That's why 92% of all New Year's resolutions fail. Microsteps simply break the goal down into smaller chunks that are easier to accomplish. The old adage about how to eat an elephant comes to mind. Unless, of course, you're a python. They eat everything in one bite. Imagine the indigestion. Here are some examples of how to take microsteps. Movement. We all know that sitting all day is bad for you. So for every hour you sit, get up and walk for four minutes. Number two, hydration. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're supposed to drink more water. We forget. Well, in the morning, take a nice large water bottle with gradients printed on it so you can see how much you're drinking. Start slowly and then drink one bottle a day. Number three, goals. What is the one thing you have to accomplish today? Just one. And it doesn't have to be writing the entire business plan, reading a, huge, uh, reading a huge book, or running a marathon. Just one thing that when completed will not only make you feel better, it'll improve your life. Page four. One quote that I love. This comes from Teddy Roosevelt, and it's referred to as the man in the arena. I love Teddy Roosevelt. It's not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows that in the end, the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Thank you, President Roosevelt. Page five, one book to read. It's factfulness. Bill Gates was one of the first to start publishing his list of essential reads, and he liked factfulness so much that on June 5th, 2018, he announced he'd give away 4 million copies, a gift to every person graduating college in 2018. The author, Hans Rosling, argues that seeing the world based on facts rather than on perceptions and narratives allows us to be, to be better equipped to create the futures that we want. Now I'll give you the book in one sentence. Factfulness is about 10 instincts that distort our perspective of the world and prevent us from seeing how it actually is. Um, and I'll just run through those, those uh, instincts very quickly. The gap, the negativity, 
the straight line, the fear, the size, the general generalization, the destiny, the single, the blame, and lastly, the urgency instinct. Page six, one skill to learn. This is one of my favorites. The great communicator had a secret. Our 40th president, Ronald Reagan, was always quick-witted with a note, a joke, or a carefully curated observation. Now, he wrote these on note cards and kept them in his desk until the day he died. As president, he would refer to the, refer to the notes when drafting speeches, and sometimes he carried them with him. Now, with our smartphones today, it's so easy to capture information and have it at the ready. You know, things like questions that'll make you stand out, jokes that can break the ice, books to recommend, places you like, or quotes. You can easily glance through your list before a meeting, an event, or maybe when you use the restroom. But you want to look at these things so that you'll be more memorable. It's not about being remembered. It's about not being forgotten. On to page seven, our last page for this edition. And it's about the artist Christo. He was an amazing artist. He died on May 20th of 2020. And he spent his entire career wrapping everything from islands to part of the Grand Canyon to, to uh, 7,000, uh, uh, I think it was 7,503 7, gates in Central Park. Now, along with his wife, Jean-Claude, why they went by their first names, I don't know. But along with his wife, Jean-Claude, Christo wanted or imagined wrapping the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Neither one of them lived to see the dream come true, but now it has. L'Arc de Triomphe, the Arc de Triomphe, was wrapped and realized by Christo's nephew, Vladimir Yavashez, at a cost of $16.5 million. It's an example of both art and awe. It's a celebration of inspiration, an example of engineering feat, and a very healthy dose of, oh wow. All right, folks, that wraps up this episode one magazine edition of CEO Matters, the podcast of Liam Krismer. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, live and lead better. Well, that wraps up this magazine edition of the CEO Matters podcast. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed the conversation and receive some value. Unfortunately, the conversation was one-sided. You didn't get a chance to say a single word. So if you'd like to continue the conversation, head on over to chrismer.com forward slash work with me. There you can find more information, check out other episodes on the topics, subscribe, and most importantly, schedule a time for us to talk. That's chrismer.com forward slash work with me. Until then, remember, live and lead better. Bye now.